1: Well met fellow adventurers. I am back talking to Thane Polland. And he has another task for me. A matter of secrecy. Thane Polland asks you for your help in the events now unfolding on Sarngard Island. Part of this adventure. Thane Polland, pacing before the wild blaze that nearly licks the top of the fireplace, stops, sighs, and turns to face you. Tells you he has summoned you here, even sooner than he imagined he might. That so he, a- he once again has a favour to ask of you. Before you can respond, he strides purposely across the door chamber and opens the door. peers out the corridor, staring for several seconds in both directions. Before closing and locking the heavy wooden slap that guards his private quarters. Trad even a bit more grimness to it all, I suppose. An empty passage is essential where secrecy is concerned. And the matter I'm about to present you with, which, are, which I only hinted at last time we met, is rooted in it. The stain takes a seat before the fire and offers you the chair opposite, which you accept. He again sighs and places both hands on his knees, leaning slightly forward as he peers into your eyes. Soup, my friend. I need you to travel to Saarngard Isle. The announcement does not come as a surprise to you, as you've anticipated the Thane's request ever since you last parted company with him. However, recalling the sense of uneasiness you had as you departed between the keep, the conclusion of your mission to Meespaul, you silently vowed to remain on your guard even in the presence of a man you've long considered a friend and ally. Events are in motion on that cursed shore, says the Thane, springing from his chair and assuming his pacing before the fire, the that proceeded faster than I expected and might otherwise hoped. There's much to be done, both here and on Sargon, for it is the latter place concerns me most, and requires me to call upon your services yet again. You ask the Thane what it is he needs to do. He pauses his pacing, places both hands on his hips. I need eyes and ears on the aisle, he says. I need someone capable of infiltrating a space. There's not only a product of treachery, but a great breeding ground for it. You're the only one I can hope to trust, Soup. For a moment, the Thane falls silent. He again strides over to the door, listens it for several seconds for turning back towards you. And smiling. May all seem a bit overdone, he says, but I assure you that since the setting of the sun two days ago, I've had reason for alarm. For the first time since I've taken up residence here, in the halls of this mighty keep, I've taken to locking the door before I submit to slumber. No doubt, I doubt I shall again know a pleasant night's sleep until some headway has been made in this matter. Now, tell you about the book. Dame Poland takes a seat by the fire and in a lower tone Toshish convinced the ardent effort to retake Sangar Island that is presently underway is rooted in a far more sinister purpose than any might know, including of course the king. Only one man knows the true reason for his for his feverish desire to reclaim Sangar, he says. And he is none other than Thane Mazabak, a man dangerously close to the ear of our good king, and a man whose pride and ambition has grown with each passing season. Yes, the thing about the book, he mentioned, and he nods. I believe the book is the key to the whole affair, he says. An agent I had placed in Mazabak's stronghold of Stonemar shaped me words slightly more than a year and a half ago, that strange visitors began appearing at ancient fortress, seeking audiences with the Thane. They were mages by his account, though that cannot be confirmed. One of them is said to have brought the Thane a book. A small leather journal, as my agent tells it. Only a couple of months later, the events were set into motion that culminated in retaking Sangard Island for the crown. Under the auspicious of, of claiming the vast wealth still believed to be buried in the belly of the island. You asked Dane Point what he believes was in the book, and who the strangers, strange visitors were. Afraid I have no answers for you, he says, shaking his head. I could only surmise that something in the book stirred him to action, either on his own or by half of those who brought it to him. Had we that book, I'm certain a great many questions would be answered. Alas, it is likely, for it likely no longer exists at all. Or at the very least, remains quite safely beyond our reach. You learn that the Thane's agent in Masavak's fortress of stone made an attempt to recover the book, but failed and was almost discovered in the process. Thane also tells you that when days were retrieving his book, his agents reported that Mazabak Spence sent several of his own agents to Songard, disregarding the royal decree, that put the island off limits to all. The returns were within one month. It was then that the ambitious Thane took the matter to the king. The return of his agents from the isle ignited a fire with him, by the accounts of the ancients, as they followed. Now these, many months later battle wages in the island that to remain forsaken for all time. Of their riches buried there unclaimed? Is that what the journal would leave Was to Mavok? can only tell you what I feel, based on what I've learned and what i perceive, Zup. And I will go to my grave bearing the conviction that it's not gold and gems and the promise of riches for the kingdom that sent the Thane who hails from Stone Marsh to the shores of Sangard. The fane's face seems to dark as he tells you about his agent, Stonemark, who went to the Isle as part of Mezabak's initial company, and who has not heard from him in more than three months. Ooh, is, you already know of early and now I fear that yet another of my trusted allies may have met with peril, may have pressed him to move too swiftly and delve too deep, and he may well have stepped too close to something. Thane Borland leads forward, places his broad, shut hand on your shoulder. Ask you a favour and ask of no one else, he says, staring and blinking into your eyes. I need you to go to Sangard and serve as my eyes and ears on that forsaken isle. Twist only you to succeed where others have failed me, but you must know. Yet you do this not only for me, there is much at stake here. That must be. Stake here. That must be uncovered. Thane's pact must not be allowed to operate in the shadows, even under the authority of the crown. More to this this than we may ever know, but I'm determined that we shall not let sinister designs progress unchecked. The Thane leans back and suddenly smiles. A beside soup, he said, his smooth, so lighting, Is as it's events you're always seeking, you can hardly ask for better prospects than this endeavour is likely to, to provide. Okay, I'm going to undertake this mission. Thane Pollen smiles and meets you in a shoulder cross upon your acceptance of the mission. brings me no end of relief to so know I can rely on you for this task. Indeed, there is no one else I could hope to trust for such a delicate and dangerous matter. I know I could count a you, friend. Danebolin sighs and suddenly produces a brown cloth bag and hands it to you. The bag seems to be empty. The overlord's next few words believe you, lead you to believe otherwise. You cannot hope to go to Sangal Island as the Island Islands—the famed adventure, venture of a great renown that I and many others have come to know. Were well, your true identity known, it would spell doom for the mission place you in far greater danger, and you're likely to find yourself in as it stands. Open the bag, if you would. You open the bag and discover it holds a wooden wing. A thin band of sapphire runs through the middle of the wing. You reach in and take possession of the curious object. It it provides four melee waiting, and... What further description will be revealed soon? A wing of disguise," said Stane Paul, and grinning, cleverly crafted by a powerful mage, very much tied to this affair, and thankfully on our side. It has the magic to alter the face of its wearer, just enough to make them unrecognizable. Of course, you need to come up with a name suitable for your appearance, but that can wait for now. He boldly asked, asked the Thane, who was it that created the wing, and he told you he was sworn to secrecy on the matter. The men in this fight do not wish their names or faces to leave the shadows, he said. Your involvement, soup is known only to me, and, and one other, whom I will mention to you in a moment. Thane tells you the magic of illusion imbu- imbued upon the wing, which allows it to disguise your face, will only function... When you on Sangard Isle, it is—it is a stipulation that its creator insisted upon. He says, though I can quite see that his reasoning for it, but a dangerous instrument of such unfettered power fell into unscrupulous hands. The alert the wing has also been imbued with magic that will hope to increase your combat prowess, as we saw formularating. You must always wear the wing when you're on the island, says is the thing. You must not chance otherwise. There are those on the island who will recognise you in a moment. In that moment, you would find yourself in power, in peril, more immediate and dire than you may likely have ever known. Oh my. Oh my. I mean, I mean, I mean, he knows that I've took on, took on a war and fall, so that's a lot of power. He probably doesn't know about that whole Shadow Dragon business, though. Probably heard about about the Shadow over Stonegate business. Probably knows a lot about the stuff that happened in the perilous streets. Because, you know, I assume these things talk to each other. Hmm. Troll Hunter? Quite likely. You, def- you definitely have heard of my adventures in the Giants, with the Giant saga. Yes. So, yes, that's a lot of peril. <laughs> you thank the Thane for the wing, It'd be as quick to dismiss your gesture. Desire who are sending you into what is likely grave peril. You may not wish to be so quick to thank me for that. Thane Poland tells you the mission you are to undertake in the coming days. It's one of great importance for the kingdom. The no one will place you in no small amount of danger. I'm just going to put that wing on right now. That rises my MR by one. And that's before I'm on the islands, and where I'll be in disguise. Dame Paulin tells you that the mission you are going to take in the coming days is one of great importance for the kingdom. And one that will place you in no small amount of danger. It's of the greatest importance that you let me know all that transpires on the island, no matter how trivial it may seem. You know, I can trust you, Zoop. I will willingly do so with my life. Then he tells you that upon your arrival on the island, you should seek out two men likely to be found in San Keep. Fakalar is Fakala is a commander who serves Fane Mazamak. You should report to him and attempt to place yourself in his service. Although, try to do so without wise suspicion. Slightly, though, through such service that you can learn much of what would otherwise remain hidden to you. Then Pollen tells you to seek out a man by the name of Ullur, who is, apart from you, perhaps his last remaining agent of the isle. Ulor can be trusted without question. He is the only living soul, apart from myself, who knows of my intention to send you to the isle. He will undoubtedly be waiting your arrival when the time comes. You ask Stonebolt and Heritage to get to Sangard Island and back again, assuming you need to make the trek more than a few times. It's to him as the situation changes and events unfold. Follow me, he says in response, turning and striding out of his chamber. The fane leads you from his private courses down into the depths of the tower, through several long passages. And ultimately to the end of a narrow corridor where you find yourself standing before a heavy wooden door produces a uses a key and locks the door and this is you into a long long dark chamber beyond. Daniel Poland closes the door behind him and ignites a lamp resting on the table just inside the room. In the narrow glow of the lamp you are surprised to see the room is empty almost. Who eyes are suddenly torn to an all-too-familiar sight against the far wall, it's the ominous shape of a swirling black portal. We've seen one or two of these, perhaps, says the Thane, smirking. The same mage who so kindly crafted that wing has seen fit to provide us with this most swift and secretive mode of travel to and from the island. Our sister's portal is hidden on, in the forest south of the keep, our mage friend has taken every precaution as the portals may only be entered by someone wearing one of his wooden wings. For several moments, he stands at the portal, again wondering who the maid might be that Thane Pollen continues to refer to. At length, Thane Pollen tells you it was time to return to his chambers. Lest our light bring bring us any unwanted ch- attention, he says, dowsing the lamp and opening the door. Let us return and speak, where it is safer to do so. Return to the Thane. Turn with the Thane to his chamber high within the tower. And after closing the door, the golden-bearded overlord tells you that he is currently awaiting word from the inner law regarding a matter that may have temporarily compro- com- compromised efforts on the island. Let's hope that in a day or two I receive word from him, that until I do, it is not safe for me to send you to the isle. I trust that the matter for which I wait, work will pass quickly enough, and our efforts can begin again. The point steps forward, and meets you in a shoulder cross. He thanks you for accepting the task, and tells you he will summon you when it is safe, again safe to embark on the mission. You tell the Thane you eagerly await his summons, and cautiously bow before the Overlord. He not bow before me, Zoop, so for your sentiment is appreciated, he says. I have asked a great deal of you already, I'm afraid there is much more to be done, and much more I shall have yet to ask of you. Thank you again, Thwenge. You bid the Thane farewell, I've lived to keep, uncertain about just what what the mission will entail, but tingling with the promise of, of great adventure that undoubtedly lies in shore. store for you on the shores of Sarngard, still plagued by the nagging misgivings that you have regarding... The uncomfortable meeting with the thane following your mission to Mixburg. You find yourself struggling to determine what what the cause of this his previously suspicious demeanour might have been. Resolve, forever, to put push such thoughts on your mind for now. Prepare yourself for the perilous endeavor now looming on the horizon. That finishes this this adventure for a hundred and twenty-eight experience to general. Alright, now there's another one coming up. Just back to my residence, Thane Poland, adventure. to Guard. Magically disguised and under assumed name, you step into the swirling black vortex that will transport you to the island. Bark on this adventure, a miserable, frigid wane slashes down on the streets of Twythick as you make your way under a bleak early morning skies to Twinge Peep, where a meeting with Thane Poland awaits you. You arrive at the gates of the mighty fortress and you're immediately shown up shown up to Thane's private quarters where the overlord himself is waiting to usher you inside. Should dry yourself and chase away the lingering chill in front of the crackling fire. The thane tells you the time has come for you to venture to sangard I've yet to receive word from Il, my agent on the island, he says, staring out of the window at the grey sky. Can no longer wait for him. I wish to dispatch you to the island at once. Should we reach meet or send him back you ought to be eyes and my ears, perhaps even my blade, on the island from this point forward. The terseness of the thane's manner seems to underscore the urgency with which this matter. He turns away from the window and smiles. "'I've never known you to shy away from the chance of adventure, Zoop,' he says, smirking. "'And this could well be the greatest yet for me as well. Are you ready to depart?' "'I am ready to depart!' They nods, and at once the two of you leave this chamber, and descend into the depths of the keep, to the locked room at the end of a long corridor, wherein lies the portal that permits you to travel to Sangard in secrecy, as you step into the room behind Thane Pollan, the low, pulsating hum of the portal reaches your ears, and your eyes are drawn to the Verdict's vortex hovering against the far wall. The Overlord suddenly turns and stares hard at you through the gloom. If you put on the wing? You check to make certain you were wearing the wing of disguise, which you are. Why, right, yes, there, this is the Thane, a faint smile spreading across his face. I don't recognise you at all. In fact, it's quite an improvement, sadly. Because hardly resist. The Thane nods approvingly. Apparently quite taken with the convincing transformation that has come over your face. Now, he says, all you need to do is come up with a name that suits your new identity. Time has come for you to choose the name by which you will be known on sangard and in all related matters. You must now choose the assumed name under which you will operate. Please note. The name we choose must be between 3 and 12 characters in length, letters only, no numbers. The name cannot contain any special characters, except for a dash or space. Okay, I'm going to enter my name, but first I'm going to pause for a bit while I think of one. Maybe talk to some other people about it. Gotta have a name that's really, really secret and cool. But maybe not too cool. Because if it's too cool, people think, oh, this guy has such a cool name. He's obviously it's obviously a chosen name, because no one is born with a name that cool. He has a chosen name, that means he's a spy. But you don't want to take an overly lame name, because that's also suspicious. Hmm, yes, yes. I can pause for a bit while I think about that. Okay, I've chosen Tally's Junior. You announced that Tally's Junior would be your assumed name on all matters dealing with Sangard Island, and the Thane rolls his eyes in response. Tally's Junior, he says, repeating the name in an incredulous tone. I should have thought you'd come up with something a bit more clever than that. Another jest, I'm afraid, Zoop. Or I should say Tally's Junior. Now, he says he says that no matter what name you choose so don't don't, don't think that by just repeatedly repeatedly quitting tw- the quest creating the quest without saving that you can somehow get get a name that he, he's not going to not going to say that about because you'll say that about everything. Even if you put your name as Prowand. <laughs> oh yeah, and you, also, you can't put your name as your name. Because that would be silly. Yes. Look, plenty of ways people do this. Some of them just have their name backwards. With your soon name chosen, you're now ready to make your first journey to Sangal Island on behalf of Fame poet. The golden-bearded overlord places his hand on your shoulder and wishes you luck on an endeavor that may likely prove perilous. Keep your wits about you and trust no one you meet. He says, keep keeping his tone grave, bordering on pleasant. Well, unpleasant, if Solondr's cover has been compromised, you can find yourselves in more danger than either of us expect. As should you return here in haste, so we may. And you shall return here in haste when we hatch our plot anew. I do not expect attempt to pretend you are not walking into zoop, super Tannis Junior, for it is surely into the nest of snakes you step yet. So, hope to match in out removing this star, and must send only the very best into their midst. They are not more suited to this task than you, my friend. You meet the Thane in a shoulder cross, and promise to report back to him at his first opportunity. Wishes you luck, and tells you he will pray for your swift and safe return. As you turn to step into the portal, the Thane reminds you to seek out Thakar, a commander who answers directly to Thane Mazabak. Arling with him will will move towards bringing yourself above suspicion, he says, and one last thing perhaps. You find out anything about it oh, eh? I'm certain it will be. You will take care to let me know right away. Alright then. That that's all. Good luck, Tallies Junior. Without a word or another word, you step forward and enter the portal. Everything goes black. You tumble headlong through the void, while all the while a voice that sounds like a fame point the deep-drawn... Deep and dreamlike echoes all around you. You suddenly find yourself sitting on a cold, damp floor in a dark room. Your eyes adjust and your head stops swimming, immediately realise you're in a cave, undoubtedly the very cave that Paul had mentioned, in the forest south of the Peak Keep on the perilous swords of Sargard. A low, pulsating sound reaches your ears, reminded of the portal. Return to find the familiar, this time reassuring, vortex hovering against the back wall of the jagged stone chamber. Head of you, shards of dim light sweep around the corner in an uneven passage, and you quickly rise to your feet and head in that direction, eager to be out of the shadowy confines of the small cave. A sense of relief washes over you as you round a corner of the cave passage and step out, to the dim but welcoming light of early morning reveals the dense forest surrounding the well hidden lair of the portal. Your sense of relief is short lived. You've taken less than three steps from the mouth of the cave when the sudden unnerving feeling of a braised of a blade pressed against the back of your necks freezes you in mid step. Not so quickly, friend. This is a thin, wavering voice on your left ear, as a putrid sense of your unknown assailant's fretted breath wafts across your face. Compile, I can compile with the warning you've been issued, or attempt to slip away from your unknown assailant. I don't like people holding blades against me. I do not like it at all, it is quite rude. Quite woo to hold a blade against someone's neck. Woo, so I'm going to slip away. You attempt to slip away from your unknown assailant. I now pick a number. Bonus of 84. Might of what 20 from Might, 20 from Agility, 10 from Body, 17 from Unarmed Combat, and 17 from Fevery. Pick now. 161. With relative ease you drop down and roll forward, nimbly springing to your feet and turn to face the bold soul whose blade was pressed menacingly against the back of your neck. Standing at the mouth of the cave is a short, unshaved, bold and shifty looking man garbled in cloth breeches and a padded tunic. He swiftly tucks his knife into his belt and begs your forgiveness. I thought one of these too, he says, pointing to the wing of the disguiser's figure. you are pardon the introduction, but I thought I was followed here. You can't be allowing that to happen, as you must already know. Oh, well, oh, well, then. So soon, good Thane? So soon? You ask him what he means by the last of his comments, and he shrugs. I suppose it means you've come to replace me, he says, apparently feigning a look of indifference. All at all the perturbed it is today, and I'm at your service, good sir. You didn't tell me your name, lad, as I could hardly be brought to care about it. Probably it always better that I never hear it. Ullo again apologizes for the unpleasant introduction Right, but he says he's begun to fear that the cave being discovered, and he believes he has recently followed as he trips about the Isle. I haven't heard word out of our good Thane these last many weeks, he says somewhat contemptuously. Began to think the old old yellow beard has lost interest in his affair. Though I now see see now was quite mistaken. It's only me he's apparently lost interest in, Thinking it's a good time as any to breach Breach subject to tell him that Thane Portland has requested he return from Larland. Wasn't I right then? he says. Smirking at least the dear old lad is still thinking about me high up in that tower of his, half expected him to reveal him, me reveal me me reveal me himself, and thus be rid of me, for I believe him I say he would 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 like to be glad for it. he still owes me favours he, he more favours than he can hope to repay you know favours I will or pass the hilt to his dagger between his belt. To add emphasis to the words, well, if I sound the littlest part of it, it has nothing to do with you, friend, he says, signing. "Golderlocks, well, after have a few words from the upon our return, but I gladly pass this charge on to you, but nothing more to do with this forsaken place. Despite his abrupt, irrelevant manner, you sense that Olaf is some of those words you can trust, particularly when it comes to what he has so far learned. Happening to the song card. So to that end, you probably ask him what it is about. Darned that he finds so disagreeable. Oh, there's a few, there's just a few things, really, he says. his tone laced with sarcasm. Deceit, secrecy, murder behind every door. Screams cut short in the door, dark of the night. People vanishing without a trace. Goblin ways, treachery and calculated misstep. Dodging your every step. Is that quite enough for you? I'm certain I could go on. His rather comical delivery does little to lessen the sense of eeriness his words invoke. I begin to think there is much more to this entire business than anyone so far, including Thane Parrent, may have may have guessed. I feel safer swaggering through. I feel safer through Gladung's end in a pair of solid gold breeches. I would. I truly totally would. Says, continuing on his rant, Another... And of the Thane supposedly won the Susan war, well, I've only seen him once, he supposedly shut up his keep somewhere. No doubt up to net of whatever it is the Thane suspects him of. That's my way of looking at it. Lirador continues and tells you that the Thane Mazabak must have over half his full fighting force on the island. Side it's of, the size of the army gathered at Sargog Keep could easily rival that of a small kingdom. And the ships of is a good thing has been sending this way? Don't think any of them have found, his, found their way to his army. He doesn't need them, mind you. They've all been tasked with rebuilding the keep. It's quite the sorry state, I must say. With all the craftsmen he's got working every hour of daylight, such so shouldn't be surprised it's bigger than the Citadel i us before long. You ask about the trolls and goblins that are said to infest in the island, the Kuklak trolls and the Nazarok, those are goblins. He tells you that their numbers are hard to count. they certainly retain form control of the island beyond the human controlled zone known as the Hold. been no real push into the untaken lands. he says. For to those lands that lie beyond the small corner of the island where sits Sangar Teeps. Everyone says they man Masmark is, is a man with a mind for military matters that knows no equal. They tell you that a little progress has been made. Hardly concerns me though. Glad enough to be through with all this. You ask a law about Thakia, the commander, the Thane <coughs> wishes wishes you to seek out and he nods knowingly. I know him, but I haven't dealt with him directly, he says. Mind you, I spent my time here tending horses and working as a wheelwright. Surprised the number of wheels these roads tears up. Special trade, you know. And among the best, if there is a measure of such a thing. But Poutfacullo seems a fair, gracious fellow. Quite smart, in fact. He's got a little snake that's always of his size, though. Been your guard around that one. Look is his name. He's a mage. And no mistake, though I doubt he would ever admit to even half of what he's capable of. Eukalar warns you that Thaklir is close to Thane Mossabak, and that Lucran is in turn close to the commander. Stay stay mindful of any dealings you have with them, he says. You find it strange that Eukalar has not mentioned anything about Uri, but you, you then think perhaps he knows nothing of her so you prudently decide not to make any mention of her. Oh, I almost forgot the last bit of news. You probably want to hear this. I'm sure Thane Paul po- old thing- old Poland will leap out of his seat to hear it. He it law tells you the dungeons below Sangar Teep have recently seen some use. According to what it's heard, it seems a prisoner of no small importance is being kept there. For the matter was a highly guarded secret that he stumbled upon by accident accident. You might find out more about it yourself, he says, but I don't recommend asking around about it. As you'll like as not, find yourself hanging up down up down there, next to whoever it is. At length Illur tells you he's the to ways make pack back to the mainland. He wishes you luck on your endeavour on the island. Watch your back here, lad, he says, as he checks over his meagre belongings. Sleep with one eye cooked open and keep everyone at arm's length. Oh, and if you offered a woman to keep, be sure to turn up your nose at the first of them. Take the second, or better yet, the third. I think you follow my meaning well enough. You ask Gildar oh, how far are the keep is from here. He rolls his eyes to top his head for a moment. Maybe two miles or so, he says. If you come back to the cave, do it in the dark. Don't dare take the wound. And take and take care that you're not followed. All right, then. Time to get myself back to more civilised lands. Take care of yourself, friend. Look, be with you. You bid honourable farewell and watch as he sets off through the forest heading south. He's only gone a short way when you suddenly realise, despite having a wing like yours, he's not going to make use of the portal. Call after him and ask him that very question. He turns and shrugs. Well, would you be so quick to use it and return to a locked wound, which only are good thane has the key, having already served my purpose on a mission all likelihood no one else knows about? I've had no intention of stepping blithely into whatever may or may not await me in the bowels of Keep, And I've got my own way home, back home. Take care, friend. You wish him luck, and watch him choose out of sight. Then... Taking a last look around and a deep breath, you head off through the woods to the north in search of Sangard Keep. Less than a quarter of a mile north of the cave, the forest thins out, and shortly thereafter you emerge from the trees to find yourself at the edge of a wide expanse of rolling hills. You come across a rugged road winding its way through the hills to the north and set out upon it, realising it would likely lead up to the very gates of the keep. You've gone less than two hundred yards along the road, when what sounds like echoing echoes through the hills overhead. You move swiftly towards the desperate voices, and as you come round the bend in the road, you have upon a scene that halts you in your tracks. Ahead of you, in the middle of the road, a fierce battle wages. Four soldiers, their blue tabards bearing the symbol of the king. Stand with their backs pressed firmly together as they struggle to fend off a vicious assault by a large band of at least 18 goblin warriors. The goblins, clad in, clad in bone armour and wearing large animal skulls as helms, shriek wildly as they wash in their human foes, stabbing and slashing at them in rabid frenzy. Fearsome streaks of dark brown adorn the faces of the cool humanoids. Is at once you're getting the first glimpse of the Nawawok. Nananwok, no, Nawanok, Nawanok, the strange goblin tribe that's this long wall, much of Songard Island. The soldiers are numbered and will not survive the attack for much longer unless you act quickly and decisively. So I could rush, just rush forward. Screaming, Leeroy Jenkins! And just to fight them. Or I could use archery, illusion, or elementalism. Hmm. You know what? Elementalism. It succeeded. Atex speed of Elementalism. You channel your power of elementalism and summon the aid of three powerful air elementals. The mighty elemental beings surge out of the sky and stir up a waging sore of dust that quickly envelops the goblins, causing them to shriek in alarm and momentarily fall back from their attack. You rush along the road towards the soldiers, hoping to arrive before the goblins have a chance to regroup. As you draw near to the battle, you suddenly find yourself confronted by a large, particularly brutal looking goblin that steps away from the west of his seemingly hesitant kin. The goblin charges at you and at less than 10 yards a savage creature draws a hand axe and hurls the deadly blown bladed weapon at you with unnerving accuracy. So I can use fortification or telekinesis or I can just try to dodge. Telekinesis it is. Succeeded. 8x speed to telekinesis. Calling upon your power telekinesis, you project a powerful blast of energy at the hurled axe and easily alter its course, sending the deadly weapon of bone several feet to your right, which elicits an angry snarl from your rapidly approaching foe. The goblin warrior is quickly upon you, hacking at you viciously with a larger bone axe than the one he held at you. It's a narrow look. Now we're not quarry, uh... I'm fighting him. Now a choir slashes at you with his axe, at you with his axe. Ooh, a brutal stroke for 14 damage and is slain. 5 XP. The axe-wielding nano Akwaiya lies dead at your feet. You step back from the bloody corpse of your foe and watch as the four soldiers pursuing the remaining goblins. They flee into the woods at the edge of the world. Just before entering the forest, themselves the soldiers turn back and immediately greet you with smiles and words of praise and gratitude. You are a timely, wild to be sure, he says. One of the four so- says, one of the small so- four soldiers he strides up and meets you in a shoulder cross. Those na- Nanaot come upon us. Came upon us out of those trees. Dust these the woes. We don't normally travel in such a small group. But then we don't normally worry about the enemy so far inside the hold. Soldiers ask what regiment you're with, and when you tell them you're newly arrived on the island and in search of work, seem confident you'll win, easily win favour amongst the various commanders. As soon as you're proving yourself so to be, you'll have no trouble getting in to any of the outfits up at the keep. Come on then. So what's your... Session. One of the soldiers suddenly cries out and points along the road to the north. The eyes follow his finger to, to the west, to come to west on the sinister figure of a woe goblin stepping out of the woods at the edge of the road. A tall bone staff is clutched in the goblin's clawed hands. A shaven, cries one of the shol- soldiers. Take cover before you can react. The Nark shoulder leverages his staff of but carved bone at the fire of you. A sense of dread comes over you as you realise it was to act quickly to prevent this creature from employing its foul magic. So I can just wash at the shaman. I could use archery, telekinesis, fortification. Now if I had destruction at 70 or higher I could use that, but I don't. I'm going to use fortification. 16 XP of fortification, we'd succeeded. You call upon your power of fortification. In answer to your summons, a shimmering field of blue of blue sparkles appears before you, wide enough to shield yourself and the four soldiers, apparently sensing his beyond being unmatched. The gob- goblin shaman shrieks with rage and lowers his staff. The shaman, his blood painted face contorted into a hideous sneer, Turns and dashes off on into the trees on the eastern edge of the road and is soon lost in the thick foliage. You're about to start after him. The soldiers are quick to warn you against it. Never follow one of the Nauarkins in the forest, he says. They're masters of ambush and the woodlands are their domain. They've seen we're not easy prey and will not likely attempt us again. You comment on the bone staff the shaman was wielding and the other one. The soldier warns against ever touching wound or bone now lock items. Those items are cursed, it's a ghastly fate that befalls any who know, knowingly takes possession of one, he says with conviction. Although you wonder if perhaps the warning is grounded in superstition as opposed to fact. After hoping the soldiers move the bodies of the slain goblins off to the side of the road, you track. Her, you track "'Trek along with the four men "'as they make their way north to the Keep. Winch you yourself as Talies Junior, and, "'and the men seem to think your next move "'should be to meet with Thakir, "'the commander who is overseeing the burning of the Keep "'and the training of his forces, "'a man who directly answers to Faint Mazabak. "'You also learn the soldiers "'on a routine patrol of the woe "'and they ran into a goblin ambush, "'a rare occurrence.' The Goblin Ambush, a rare occurrence so far within human-controlled corner of the island known as the Hold. Oh, there's a link to that. The Hold is the name given to the far southeastern tip of Sangard Island. There are rolling hills and light forests firmly controlled by the human element on the island. They tell you that a regiment of heavy cavalry normally guards the wagons, that run this. On this wo- one this road from where the ships moor on the southeast coast to where the keep sits, nestled in the rolling hills of the rolling hills of the hold. As you pass over the back of the steep rise, the voices of the soldiers seem to twain away as your eyes fall upon it, a sounding sight spreading out in all directions at the foot of the slope. Rising out of the broad hollow below, shadowed between an imposing barrier of steep, forested hills, is the once mighty, but still imposing, structure of Sangard Keep. Much of the keep's formidable outer wall, and many of its buildings lie in ruin, but all indications are that a massive rebuilding effort is underway. Hundreds of craftsmen, artisans and labourers are hard at work, toiling to restore the proud fortress to its former glory. We've enough of a force at this the keep to make up half half the king's army, says one of the soldiers, motioning to the sea of tents that peer out of the hills surrounding the keep, bringing in more and more men all the time to rebuild it. I don't think it will be long before the old keep is a citadel fit for a king. A lone flag flutters atop the highest of the keeps intact battlements. We are strangely heartened to note the Tyson flag. Next to the keep is a large square bordered by a tall fence. So soldiers with you explain that is a training yard, where the troops stationed on Guard hold their skills skills to battle the savage creatures that dominate the land beyond the hold. No one we know has been out of the hold. As one of the soldiers, as a resume or trek along the road that leads through the hills and up to the keep. I'm not sure you have any intention of pressing any further into the island myself. Suits me fine, oh, but. I mean. You've been. Honestly? I mean, the entire point of this, this exhibition is supposedly to claim the great riches of the island and presumably. The more island you claim, the more witches you get. So whatever they, whatever he's seeking, isn't the witches. It's something it's, it's something which is already in this corner of the island, or at least close to it. Probably something comparatively small. Something to be carried or guarded by only a few men. Because otherwise, he would send out the army to claim that area. And, and, and wouldn't even be suspicious, he's been told to reclaim the island. The road, the road flattens out as approaches, and the remains of the Keep's outer wall, you find yourself unable to tear your eyes away from the rolling hills, stretch out towards the taller, darker slopes, the edge of your sight to the north. You somehow doubt your adventures on Sarngard, who end at the borders of the hold. As you pass through the outer wall, the road divides, and the soldiers you've been travelling with turn off, preparing to report in and relate to their superiors news of the goblin ambush on the road south of the keep. You might find the commander in the keep, or in his training yard, says one, soldiers as they part. We all owe you a real depth, Talies Jr. Don't fret. You get high praise in our report. He waves the soldiers and then set about determining where to seek out that clear. Oh, I can use divination to help out, and I will. Succeeded. You sense that Thrakalor is in the training yard. You're also suddenly struck by the eerie feeling you're being watched. hmm. hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to get these people off guard by going to the keep. You make your way up to the main outer building of the keep, and stop just before the heavy and ornate iron gates that appear to be newly set in place. An unshaven soldier steps out from from the shadows beneath the high arches of hollow houses of gates and greets you with a friendly nod, then curtly asks you to keep. Ask you uh, who your commander is and business, and what business have to keep. The process of attempting to explain yourself to the people. God, when suddenly a chorus of terrified squeaks squeaks out, wink out, wink out, out from people on all sides of you, turning your eyes to the sky, you stare in horror as a massive block of stone plumbing towards you, tie atop the wall with only a split second to avoid death. Alright, so I can use fortification. If I had telekinesis at 70, I could use that, but I don't. Do shadow magic or elementalism. I'm going to use shadow magic. (sighs) It succeeded. 16 XP to shadow magic. The shadows cast by your arms take on a life of their own as a thousand angry whispers echo through your head. The long weaving silhouettes lengthen and form a wide arch just above your head, that snares and immediately slows the descent of a plummeting stone slab. Hmm, that probably wasn't very. That probably wasn't very stealthy, though, because there's probably only a, there's probably only what a, a, a dozen or so people in the entire kingdom that know shadow magic, and. Uh, let's see, two of them. I never are deep in are exploring the neverness to find the third one. Yeah, so it, it's it's me. There might be a few others, but it's pretty rare, pretty rare. Maybe, maybe some of those master assailants have now come to their senses and are trying to return to their regular lives, but no. Tends to be that would narrow it down a lot. Who I could be. And I mean this isn't way out in the wilderness. Wilderness where I only goblins can see. It doesn't matter. What magical skills I use there. But but they're here. Yeah. I, I, oh, I've already screwed up. You step to the side. And the shadows withdraw. Allowing the three Okay, I'm going to read this thing. The shadows cast by your arms take a life of their own as a thousand angry whispers echo through your head. The long, writhing silhouettes lengthen and form a wide arch just above your head that snares and immediately slows the descent of the plummeting stone slab. You step to the side and the shadows withdraw, allowing the weighty piece to drop to the ground drop to the ground with a piece, weighty piece of rock to, rock, to drop to the ground with a reverberating thud. 16 feet, General. A large crowd ga- gathers to gaze upon the massive staff of stone, to directly in front of the gates leading to the keep's main building. A thin crap runs along the top of the weighty stone, realised beyond any doubt being caught beneath the rock would mean instant death two guards cursing about the carelessness of labours on the high tower that extends top of the building under which you stand stride off to investigate the unsettling incident need to flash the culprits responsible for the accident when you're gone and the crowd has begun to disperse you ask the guard who, origin- who originally questioned you where you might find Thakir commanders down Down in the training yard, just over there, says the guard. Those hands are still visibly trembling in the wake of the accident. You thank him and start for the yard, taking care to give the outer walls of the keep a wide berth as you go. A jagged wooden fence surrounds the broad square of dirt. Dirt and mud that temporarily serves the training yard for the soldiers stationed in and around the keep. Dozens of soldiers are hard at work within the confines of the fence, practicing with their weapons and learning moves and battle strategies that hope will lead them to victory over the numerous and savage enemies of man that stalk the island. A young soldier, his forearm wrapped in a bloody cloth, points to a gray-haired man in a scarred leather doublet at the far end of the yard told you this thackeray the commander of the forces stationed at song keep wasting no time you stride up to the man identified as thackeray and promptly introduce yourself as talis junior after bowing cautiously offer him your services Fakir studies you carefully for a moment and then says that he's always looking looking for bold and capable men to swell his ranks though he adds that any seeking to come to his service must be able to prove himself. This should take but a moment, Tally's soon he says, calling over two soldiers, touring to set a wooden post into the ground. As the soldiers approach their commander, you certainly recognise one of them. Recognise one of them as one of the men you hoped at the site of the goblin ambush, only a short while ago. He smiles and greets you by name, seems to take Thacklea by surprise. The soldier relates to Thrakir your role in turning back the goblin attack, they nearly clanged him, The companions on the road south of the keep. The grey com- haired commander nods nods upon the completion of the out and dismisses the soldier, thanking him for his testimony. And you have already been tested! And proved yourself beyond any doubts I would have, he says, smiling. You may consider yourself under my command. I bid you welcome to one. Want- Bid welcome on those skill and courage seem to have already spoken for themselves. Vakir tells you there is no end to what would be done to secure the island from the crown, and that once matters about the keep have been sorted out, you will have an endless list of tasks suited for someone of your apparent ability. The commander is just beginning to give you a few details of darving an endeavour he has planned, which would like to suit you when you suddenly become aware of a lurking presence just behind you to your left. You turn to find yourself facing a thin, sour-faced man garbled in dust and, dirt cov- and a dirt-covered leather tunic. Based solely on an unpleasant look at the man, you suspect at once he is lurking, the one I law worried about. He smiles and nods. The attempt at the friendly greeting seems forced. That here confirms your suspicions and introduces the man, sending before you as lure can. The thin, slight man, his sunken eyes and high cheekbones adding a certain gaudishness to his already emancipated appearance, bows deeply. The commander explains it, that, you, that you have come to offer him your services and look around grins. Yes, brave indeed, he says, sneering at you. Tally's junior, was it? Wonder, well met, all the same. How come you came to this? How came you silent? By boat? Wasn't on one of those wretched nursery ships, on it. You're not an ally with any particular arrangement, that's his plane. Just a brave soul, seeking venture. Yes, I'm sure we'll find out all about you, Talies Junior. The man's direct, unfriendly manner catches you off guard, even after a last warning. That guy is quick to reprehend him, however demands that he apologize for his harsh and unnecessary insinuations I mean no harm, he says, bowing for you, laboring to clean up that what will soon be my private study has soured my mood. I ought to be more mindful of the sting of my tongue. I welcome you to our little island, Tally's junior. The apparent insincerity of his policies, however, does little to improve your impression of him. As he turns to leave, After asking once more for your forgiveness, with only a slightly more sincerity, your eyes are drawn to his ever boots. The bottom of each boot is charred. Is he? He's the guy? He was the guy in the brown cloak. Brown cloak who fled, who teleported away with, on a column of fire from Migsville. Or he has the same teleporting ability. And was teleporting other places, but The man has a want of manners and a guard on his and a guard on his tongue, says Takalea, scowling as he watches Lukuin depart. Could tell you, though, that I have long known him, and though he is lacking in good many graces, he's a man I would trust without question. He has, you see, the power of perception. He only claims to dabble in magic. I believe it's his ability that often gets the better of his tongue. Despite Thakur's words on Barfakum, I retain a sour, unsettled feeling about him. can't hope but wonder just how much he has managed to perceive. If you stay on, I've no doubt you will come to know his threat. I must say that. Thakur pauses in mid-sentence as a distant tolling of a bell walls out of the hills to the north and west. The haunting clamour was echoed by three bells by somewhere high in the keep's turreted towers. You're about to ask the or the meaning of the bells when a regiment of heavy cavalry thunders past in the distance, heading north beyond the rugged road that leads further into the hills beyond the keep. they headed to the outer markers, says the commander, noting your interest in the swiftly departing horses. The bell is the alarm that the enemy has been sighted nearing the hold. That here tells you the markers are a broad line of stone columns that mark the edge of the hold. The beginning of those portions of the island affords little protection when the four sources gathered at the keep. You desire to go with them, do you not? She said, smiling, I'm afraid it's a rather rough introduction to endeavour you'll find yourself in the midst of. Uh, you'll have a chance to prove yourself, Sally Stewie, but but for now, have, have yourself a look around this place. It's time yet. Time yet for all that for all that we have to get done. You ask it, you ask Zachary about the markers. You're about to ask here about the markers when he suddenly speaks again. Again, I thank again I thank you for placing yourself in my services. But I wish you to understand that you're free to come and go as you please no liking for mercenaries, particularly the unreliable sort The Thane Poen seems thick to toss our way. It's a man of free will who offers his hand, causes much to my liking, and deserving of better than rigid orders or a work, do sir? Besides, we have mercenaries for that. Faklear turns to the north and waves his hand at the line of distant hills at the horizon. Out there, "'It's the enemy, Taliton, he says. "'And they are no more fierce and determined than any other. "'Mysterious and savage though they may be, this fight can be won. "'Keep strong our faith, and let not our courage falter. "'I judge that you lack neither of these qualities.' "'You meet Fakir in a shoulder-cross, and bid him farewell, "'promising to return soon and avail him of your skills.' for any task he might deem suitable. He again thanks you and tells you that you are sure to find no end of adventure on the island, especially under his direction. Following your departure from Vakir, you wander about the keep, inside and out, and find yourself marvelling at the grand scope of the reconstruction that seems destined to turn a dilapidated fortress into a citadel that would suit even the most jaded lord. You've just stepped out of a broad passage off the keep's main hall when you suddenly find yourself face to face with Lucarin. The slight man with the narrow face smiles and takes you aside as a large group of artisans move through the centre of the passage, passage wielding a heavy cart. I'm glad I found you at last, he says, his tone much friendlier. It was just over an hour ago inside the training yard i hope to apologise to you for our food rude greeting you were given at our first meeting. My weariness sometimes gets the better of my tongue. I hope you will find yourself able to forgive anything I might might have said that came across as unfriendly. I truly like to consider you a friend. With no desire to arouse suspicions of a man about whom you still harbour many doubts, you cordially accept his apology and tell him he did not think any more of the matter. That girl might have told you, he says searching your face with your eyes, so I'm gifted with the power of perception. I will tell you, Talis Junior, the commander already thinks quite highly of you. I also sense you're eager to prove yourself here. Fear not, for it is an adventure it came to seeking. You are likely to see no end of it while you remain ashore. You again apologises and tells you that, should you ever need anything, to seek him out. Until the next, he says... Bowing swiftly, bowing quickly before, swiftly departing along the passage. You spend the remainder of the afternoon wandering, wandering around the grounds of Sangar Keep, familiarizing yourself with, with your newfound surroundings, while attempting to keep a low profile. As late afternoon gives way to dusk, you decide it is now best to return to Thane Poland and tell him what you have learned. A report which, that you have now placed yourself in Thakir's service, as he suggested, under the cover of the glavering doom. We depart from the keep and move steadily south, south through the hills, widely avoiding the road, making your way back to the hidden cave in the south woods. Finding the cave again proves to be no easy task. In the fading light of day, the shadows cast by the trees turn the forest into a tangled, nightmarish labyrinth. After a lengthy search, you seek, breathe a sigh of relief when you stumble upon that which you seek. After, fo- after taking a few moments to make certain you haven't been followed, you slip into the cave and move swiftly towards the back, following the low hum of a swirling portal. With no reason to linger... You are about to step into a portal, which suddenly swaps something odd. Oh, on the wall of the cave to your left, there etched onto the stone, presumably via another stone, so the letter U. You're certain it was not there when you arrived through the portal, and i some wise to it appeared in a short while you had been absent, after studying the U for several seconds, and unsuccessfully searching the rest of the chamber for more markings. You turn and step into the portal. I presume that's the sign of Uriel. The void through which you've been tumbling promptly vanishes and you find yourself once again in the lonely room nestled in the bowels of Twin Keep. Behind you, hovering against the wall, is the swirling portal from which you just emerge. Your wing of disguise is no longer altering your appearance happy to once again be back in the familiar place, and strangely p- pleased to return to an empty room, having considered the parting words of Oliar. You steal out of the chamber, slow- softly closing the door behind yourself. Proceed at once to Thane Polren's private chambers. Thane is surprised and pleased to see you, qu- see you, and quickly ushers you into his chamber, taking care to shut and lock the door behind you. Seated before the fire, his private chamber, you tell the Thane of all that that is transpired on Sunguard Island, leaving o- leaving out only a few details, which for now you wish to keep to yourself. When you mention earlier, I said he was on his way back to the mainland, but you have no mention of returning through the portal Thane Paul and Fowles. Everyone trusting, he says, shaking his head. And who... And, there, and any who know i was past with thinking was i who would cause not to trust him he's been a faithful ally in this affair and others do not but do not fear to tell you he was in he was the prime reason the magic in the, in the disguises was crafted only to function on the island many glean from that many things Luke, who are not elaborate on such matters now a sudden light rapping on the door causes the frame to frown again See, so begs your pardon before rising, moving over to answer the knock. See, so he moves up to the door, your eyes wander to the warm, reassuring glow, animating for the broad hearth, a few feet from where you sit. He's just about to turn, to turn and see if you can catch a glimpse of who is seeking the thing at this hour, when a sudden sound of splitting wood shatters the silence and snaps your head in the direction of the door. The door flies inward, striking the Fane with tremendous force, setting him toppling backwards onto the door. You lift your feet and prepare to rush to the aid of Twithic's overlord, as the familiar and unwelcome figure strides into the chamber and steps towards the fane. It's the masked, boo clapped man whose banned assailed you on the seats of Twithic. Oh my he, he is bold. Just walk straight into the Thane's private chamber? I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't even I wouldn't do that unless I was invited at least. I mean that's sure that would surely lead to death. I mean, yes, yeah, sure, you can take out only one man, but what about a hundred? Within only a few feet of the Thane when he suddenly leaps to his feet and charges forward to meet his assailant's charge. He ducks under the stripe of the masked man's broadsword, and counters by slamming his fist into the side of the stranger's head. The masked man staggers backwards, apparently stunned by the severity of his blow, but as you stumble back into the wall on the left of the door, he thrusts out his hand and sends a bolt of crimson flame hurtling through the air. The bolt of flame streaks across the chain towards... Both of you, both you and the Thane, and the two of you leap nimbly back, avoiding the blast of fire. Thane Poring draws his sword. is about to charge the masked man. When the enemy thrusts out his hand in your direction, A second bolt of flame, longer and wider than the first, explodes from the tip of his fingers. A deadly magical flame surges across the wound towards you and the Thane. I can use an item. It turns out that item is a shield. Okay, so I can dodge, use shadow magic, telekinesis, archery, or fortification. I'll give telekinesis a go. Succeeded, calling upon your mastery of telekinesis. You project a powerful mental force. Bolt of flame, managed to veer it off course. The deadly blast of fire strikes the wall to your white right and explodes. Showering the chamber with tiny glowing cinders but ultimately leaving both you and the Thane unharmed. The masked man retreats into the doorway and slips out into the corridor. Thane, Porn, brandishing his sword, rushes to the hall with you. Falling close to his heels, the passage outside the overlord's chamber is empty. There is no sign of your assailant in either direction along the silent corridor. He couldn't have hoped to reach either end before now. Says the Thane, turning to you, his eyes wide with amazement. But I suppose it shouldn't start startle me, soon the back blasts of fire that nearly claimed us. Oh my. The collision has attracted four guards from adjoining hordes. Upon your arrival, the Thane immediately dispatches them to raise the alarm and search the keep for any sign of the mass men. When they are gone, the Thane quickly examines the daughter's chamber and steps back inside beckoning you to follow. Much to your surprise, Stane Pollen seems only slightly shaken by the brief and violent counter. Realize he is a man hardly foreign to combat. who has seen all manner of things both strange and terrible in his short life. He sighs and shakes his head. You have nerves to steal Zoop, he says. I'm afraid so you just how badly these last few years have dulled my my instincts I would like to have another go at that one. I surely would. I mean, you're impressive. This was, he was an 18 plus wall for me. And you managed to get a blow in. Your MR must be like a 200 or something. Blimey. Despite the memories of your last encounter, the blue cake man still playing your mind, decide so not to mention the previous incidents to in the fans. A matter unconnected with your return to the island, he says, raising an eyebrow. I hardly think it likely. We must now be ever on our guard. But it seems we have a common enemy in this affair. I have many enemies, Soup. This is no secret. But I only have one enemy capable of the like, like of that which just transpires. He also wears a mask. It's Thane Mazabak. Fain Poin tells you he holds little hope the men will find the mask assailant. Manu couples of our music lasts it's only to be found by his own choosing, he says. I think we have seen the last of him for tonight, but tomorrow is swiftly on its way. You again recount all you have learned of God, all that you're willing to impart to the vain. He thanks you for the diligence with which you thus far pursued the mission. "'Return to me in a few days,' he says, as he prepare to depart. "'Perhaps then all will be set out for you to return to your island, "'and throw your full effort to the task. "'You need only a small bit of time to sort out these developments. "'You bid the Thane farewell, "'and make your way out of the chamber and out onto the keep. "'Dusk is turning to dark as you step onto the streets of Twythick, "'and once again you find yourself leaving the company of Thane Porridge, confusion and worry were weighing heavily on your mind. As you move through the darkening streets, your thoughts return time and again to the masked blue caped man who has twice sought to end your life, and most recently that of the Thane as well. Though you can't quite place a finger on it. Something about him is eerily familiar. If I'm thinking it's famous about I mean, who else wears a mask and has magical powers? Okay, actually, uh, quite a lot of people actually. But I defeated most of the organisations of mask-wielding magical people, so and they're all defeated. So he's the only magical, magical masked man who I haven't defeated yet. So anyway, I'm going to save now. Oh, actually, I just I just did save. I'm going to save again. So next time, we'll prepare to go to Songard on a more permanent basis, and get involved in get involved in in a lot of quests, fighting, fighting all those dep pet, all those natural. Perils beyond the hold with which I'm more familiar and a whole lot of intrigue and attempts to kill me and and spying. Lots and lots of cloak and dagger sort of stuff within the keep. But that will be for the next episode. Until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.